that triathlon show 206. Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and on today's episode I finally put together the episode that uh, I've been talking about quite some time ago now with uh, the voice messages from you listeners about how you managed to balance work, family and triathlon training. So basically what the idea here is for those that don't remember, I asked for listener voice messages about this specific topic. Listeners could send in their thoughts and ideas and hacks that they use to uh, to manage that fine balance and get to fit everything into a busy life that uh, most of us have, if not everybody. So uh, big thank you to everybody that participated. I was uh, very happy that uh, you took the time to do so. It is much, much appreciated. And I hope that all the other listeners will appreciate that as well. Before we get into the episode, big thanks as usual to our sponsors, Precision Hydration, that you can find on precisionhydration.com. And as we're heading into November here, the Southern Hemisphere is closing in on the proper racing season fairly soon. So now is the time for you down in uh, the Southern Hemisphere to actually really start nailing in your race nutrition and hydration. And Precision Hydration actually does ship in Australia and New Zealand. So you can try that if you want to. Uh, and you can use their resources online, like their free hydration plan that you can get on precisionhydration.com by just answering 10 qualitative questions that you should be able to do in a couple of minutes time or so. So that will help you nail down your hydration strategy. Then, of course, you should test it in training and uh, before you race with it. But really, really good resource as you are closing in on that racing season down in Australia, New Zealand and other Southern Hemisphere uh, countries. So check them out. And if you want to try their electrolytes for free, your first box or tube is free with the promo code that Treflon show, all one word, all caps. And thank you to Roka that you can find on roka.com. Roka is the world-leading manufacturer of wetsuits, trisuits, swimskins, goggles, and high-performance eyewear. Their goal is to redefine the standard in any product category they enter. So they don't want to be just as good as what's already out there, but uh, significantly improve on the, uh, the different options that you have and do everything that is possible to make endurance athletes faster and faster and faster. So they put a lot of thoughts into the details and the R&D side of things, which uh, is uh, very evident when you get to try their products, which are really, really super high quality. You can get 20% off your entire order on roca.com with the promo code TTS, all caps. So now I'll play all the clips that were sent in, just one after another, straight. Each person will briefly introduce themselves so, uh, they, so that you know whether they have one kid or five and what they do for a living and so on, whether they focus on sprint or Ironman racing. And then they will get into the nitty-gritty of how they balance family work and training since this was a new type of episode uh, naturally we ran into some slight technical difficulties and uh, those were all my fault uh, specifically the tool that i used to receive the voice messages at first was set to cut off the messages around the five minute mark 
So you'll hear in a couple of cases actually before I noticed that mistake that the the voicemail ends kind of abruptly at that five minute mark. But I still think we managed to catch most of uh, the content by that time because uh, most of these uh, voicemails anyway ended up being very concise and to the point, which is uh, which is great. So I still think that we managed to get most of the information that we would have received and didn't miss out on too much. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hi, this is Christian, 47-year-old father of two young kids from Germany. I'm responsible for a small team on the trading floor of Germany's second largest bank and discovered triathlon four years ago and went from sprint to Olympic distances before doing my first 70.3 race in 2017 where I happened to qualify for 70.3 Worlds in South Africa, at which point I enlisted Michael to help me grow as a triathlete. After more successful middle and Olympic distance races this year, I signed up for Ironman Frankfurt 2020, my first long distance race, for which I'm training right now. When it comes to balancing family, triathlon and life, I found three areas to focus on. One is priorities, second is communication, and third is simply making sure to use every available time slot. So with regard to my first point, priorities. If you roughly divide your allocated time into family, work, triathlon, and maybe other, start by forgetting more or less about others. Of the remaining three, make sure to place your family on first or second place, never on third. I found that making this clear to everybody and acting accordingly shows your commitment to maintaining a healthy family relationship. For example, if you put family first, triathlon second, and work then has consequently come as a third priority. So forget about long hours at the office during your long-distance space building training phase. One idea I'm planning to implement along this line is doing my long spring rides on a Friday as opposed to the usual Saturday or Sunday ride. While this most likely will mean taking a day off uh, of work every month and again, it will save valuable family time for the weekend. The second focus area is communication with your coach, if you have one, which I do, of course, absolutely recommend, and your family. Make sure your family is aware of your training schedule and your coach is aware of your family's schedule. I use Training Peaks together with Michael and enter all the family vacations and unmovable appointments like kids' birthdays he should be aware of into Training Peaks. In addition, my Training Peaks calendar is published in Google Calendar and shared between my wife and myself. So every Sunday, my wife and myself, uh, we get together and plan the week ahead and make sure I allocate the morning, lunch, and evening workouts at specific times together with her. This isn't set in stone, of course, and uh, is subject to adjustment, but it ensures that if she plans a family outing, she has the situational awareness to take my training schedule at least into account. The last area I, ex I expect to become more important during the full Ironman training is to fill every available time slot and be ruthless when it comes to exchanging money for time. One thing everybody's probably aware of is using the commute for endurance runs or maybe recovery rides. Get a suitable running and or bike backpack to ensure you can shuttle fresh clothes to the office. If your workplace doesn't offer showers and you might uh, wanna ask around if you aren't aware, they usually have somewhere a shower, uh, maybe try to find a gym close by with a cheap daylight membership you can use as your shower and changing room. Instead of commuting to and from the gym or your weight training sessions, consider simply setting up a home gym to save time after consulting with your coach. Lunch breaks might be perfect for a brief swim or uh, another short workout if you are really efficient. Using all these time slots might save you two to three hours per week 
and you'll spend most likely less money than you would be for a divorce layer. With this in mind, good luck, and I'm looking forward to hearing your suggestions to fit triathlon, triathlon training into your life. Hello, guys. Uh, this is Marina Donner uh, speaking. Uh, I'm a 36-year-old medical doctor from um, uh, living in Åland Islands, Finland. Uh, I'm also married and have um, a two-year-old and a second kid on the way. Uh, I've been doing triathlon for a few years now, coming from a background in a semi-professional table tennis career. Um, I mainly focus on uh, 70.3 races, uh, but also uh, have done an Ironman. Um, what I find uh, is the biggest issue for me is uh, that I don't want to train during afternoons uh, because uh, that's family time, uh, afternoon and evenings are. Uh, so uh, my solution to that is uh, to do morning workouts uh, virtually every single day. I get up at 5.20 during weekdays, uh, do my workout, uh, and then head to work. Uh, sometimes when I do a turbo session, I even have um, time to eat a quick breakfast with my family. Uh, and I mean, it takes a bit of planning. It takes um, some weeks to make that habit to actually get up once your alarm clock beeps. Uh, but once you've done that i mean you never regret an exercise right uh, and then no matter what happens during the day if you are jammed with work or if your kid gets sick and you have to pick him up from kindergarten earlier i mean your work uh, your workout is done already um, and obviously during weekends uh, i can put in a bit longer sessions um, another thing that I uh, find very useful is uh, to train during the time that doesn't exist. Uh, what I mean by that is that um, let's say that you have um, uh, a one-hour lunch break. Uh, I mean, sometimes instead of going down to the cafeteria with your colleagues, uh, bring a lunchbox and then you can squeeze in a 30-minute interval run or a core workout. And also the same that if you know that if you can work a little bit faster that day, uh, maybe skip some breaks or something, and uh, let's say you can finish a little bit earlier, then you can squeeze in uh, a core workout at the end of the working day or a run session or whatever uh, you can do. So by that, uh, you don't have you know a specific time. Um, that you have set aside for the workout, but you create that time, um, and that can save you uh, a little bit, a little bit of time to spend with your family or with something else. So uh, another thing uh, that I find very helpful, uh, also because I live in a colder climate, is that uh, during uh, the week I do the majority of my uh, bike workout on a turbo, uh, on a turbo trainer. It is extremely time efficient, and uh, I mean I don't have to worry if uh, there is bad weather outside or if I get a flat tire and might be late at work. Um, and during weekends I can do. Uh, longer rides um, outdoors, unless it's December, <laughs> then I'm stuck at Turbo. 
so I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, train smart and keep loving triathlon. Good morning, Michael. My name is Dominique. I'm 40 years old. I live in Oxford in the UK. I have two kids and I'm an engineer by trade. I've been doing triathlon since 2014. I have started off with sprint triathlons, moving my way up through Olympic to middle distance triathlons, and I intend to do a long distance next year. Um, just to keep it short and sharp, the main tricks that I find that work for me in terms of life-work balance is training before work. Basically, there are no excuses. Nothing can come in between. There's no, could you just have a look at this at work? There's no meeting that comes in between. It's just a matter of get out of bed, go and do your training before work, and you'll be able to start your day on a good feeling knowing that you've done your most important session already. I also try and train at lunch because it helps me with the work-life balance. It helps me get away from my desk, clear my head. Usually there'll be a session that's outside as well if I can. So it'll be like a run or a cycle or it'll be um, some stretching exercises outdoors if I can at lunch, if the weather permits it, um, whatever, whatever happens to work that day. And then the evenings, I never train. I never train in any of the nights because that's for going home and seeing my family and seeing my kids, reading them the bedtime story, making dinner for them, bringing them to bed. So I will never train in the evening. Occasionally, I might get on the turbo after everybody's gone to bed, uh, but that's very rare because I tend to get up early uh, instead. I don't tend to really get on the turbo late at night. Maybe I do that occasionally on holidays, but definitely not as part of my routine. However, I do travel a lot. Uh, so for work, I end up traveling about 25 to 30 weekends a year. Um, well, no, sorry. I end up working 25 to 30 weekends a year, traveling for about half of those. Um, when traveling, you can get your training done if you plan accordingly. So try and find out ahead of time, can you take a bike with you? In my case, I'm lucky. We can put bikes on our trucks, which go abroad, and I have a bike with me. Um, but if it's, uh, if it's somewhere where I go by plane, then normally it means no bike. Uh, it also means planning. Is there a pool where you're going? Is there a decent gym where you're going? Or is it just a case of pack your running shoes and make the best of the destination where you are and go for a run? Whatever you plan on doing, though, be realistic with your targets. What I found is whenever I think that I have three hours at a certain time when we fly away somewhere or we're away with work somewhere, in fact, at best, I get an hour and a half. So my rule of thumb is whatever time I think I can find, once I've agreed on, I think this is the amount of time that I can train, I half it because it just ends up being half anyway. Those are those are my, my tricks for when going abroad. Um, I've also got some, uh, some don't do these uh, because I've just learned from personal experience that these things don't work. Um, trying to combine a family holiday and a training camp for me doesn't work. Uh, either the family will have to make too big a compromise and it won't be a nice holiday for them because you'll leave them alone for half the day, three quarters of the day anyway. And then what's the point on being on holiday together? Plus, if you've done, like, let's say a six-hour bike ride on your training camp and you come back and your kids are like, Daddy's back! After having been gone for half the day, the last thing that you want to do is not be able to go and play with your kids because you then need to rest and recover and rehydrate and eat properly. It, it just doesn't work. So my advice is don't try and combine those two. It doesn't work. Um, trips to your in-laws, your friends, etc. If your if your family goes away for a weekend, if the distance is reasonably short, 
then yes, it could work that you cycle there or you run there if it's really close by. Um, I tend to find that that can work, but if the distance gets too big, if it's like over 100k, it's often a recipe for disaster. And, and I have had cases where people have gone and visited the in-laws, which are even further away, and decided, oh yeah, I'll make it a big bike ride, I'll make a 200-kilometer bike ride, and it's usually a recipe for disaster and hitting the wall, bonking, whatever you want to call it. So I definitely would not recommend to do that. What I do recommend you do is you plan your weekends properly. So in my example, um, we love to go for brunch as a family all together, have some nice food on a, on a Saturday or Sunday morning. If I know that we're going for brunch, I will plan my training accordingly. I know that a long run will never work after having just had breakfast with the family. So I will never do that. If I have, If my training plan says I have to go on the long run, I'll get up early and I'll do that before we even go for breakfast. If my training plan says today you have to do a three-hour, four-hour bike ride, well, then it's very easy. I go and have the brunch with the family. We enjoy each other. Then we come home and I can still go out for a bike ride because I can do that on a pretty full stomach without a problem. Um, in a nutshell, those are my recommendations. That's how I go about achieving the right work-life balance. I don't know if it's the best way to do it because obviously it's the only way I've done it and I don't know how else to do it uh, i have made my mistakes along the way and the, the biggest one to come back again and again is overestimate the amount of time that i get for training when abroad and i'm really really being uh, tight on myself to rein that back in and make sure that i'm realistic about what i can achieve and then still having it and as a final word i'll have one book recommendation for the people who listen to your pro podcast who are german speakers and the book is called Der Weg frisst das Ziel from Andy Peichel. Um, he has basically made every single work-life balance, family balance mistake you can possibly make and has a very uh, uncanny way of describing it and a very humorous way of describing how he's screwed up many a holiday or many a training session by trying to combine everything at once. Uh, it's a very, very entertaining book. Uh, I can highly recommend it. All right, that's it from my side. Uh, I hope this is helpful for anyone who's been listening to it. Um, and thank you very much for your podcast. Always uh, very interesting and much appreciated. Hi, Michael. This is Shelly, a 43-year-old age group Olympic triathlete in Portland, Oregon. And I want to start by personally thanking you for being an amazing and supportive, knowledgeable coach as well as thank you on behalf of the triathlon community for your wonderful scientific triathlon podcast. I'm a physician educator with two boys ages nine and six and a husband who works full time. I did my first triathlon nine years ago and have been training consistently for the last five years, about eight to 10 hours a week with a couple months off in the winter. I call triathlon one of my great teachers because it's a wonderful source of joy and well-being, but can also create family tensions and expose areas for personal growth. For years, I took all of my training out of the family bucket because my vocation as a physician is very important to me. But more recently, I've realized I can dip into both buckets, and doing so has brought some nice insights. Key for our family has been learning how to enroll everyone in the possibility of being on Team Shelly and what it looks like to support mommy to do triathlon. I learned this phrase, spouse approval units, from the Beginner Triathlete website, and I learned to talk to my husband about how to spend those spouse approval units, or SAUs, wisely. A couple surprises emerged as we conversed. 
First, while the kids were young and still breastfeeding, I kept moving my weekend workouts earlier and earlier in the morning because the kids seemed like they were waking up earlier and earlier, and I wanted to get out of the house before they woke up. It turned out my workout partner was willing to set an alarm at 5 a.m. on a weekend morning. But imagine my surprise to learn that my kids were waking up grumpy minutes after I left the house, cutting short my husband's much-needed sleep, and that all he wanted from me was to stay and enjoy a beautiful morning breakfast together as a family and then leave for my workout at 8 a.m. Everyone, including myself and my training partner, are much happier. Another awakening was giving up the idea of the triathlon as a vacation twofer, It's really hard for the husband to entertain the children in the hot sun, waiting to catch a glimpse of mommy. Everyone is happier if I just go to the race with my best friend and then come home to a well-rested family who spent the afternoon at the pool, and I can tell a story about Team Shelley. A third family approval unit strategy is to pad the projected end time of workouts so that I am never later than promised. I just got home from a run and my son ran to the clock and said, mommy, you're six minutes early because I got home at 639 instead of 645 as I had written in the note I left him. Back when the, I try to budget for um, recovery in a shower. Back when the baby wanted to nurse at first sight, I would stash a chocolate milk a block from home and guzzle it down so I could arrive not exhausted and not with unquenchable thirst, ready to turn back into mommy. Finally, nothing burns spouse approval units faster than unspoken fears. One fear is the notion that triathlon might be a greater love than my family, and obviously actions speak louder than words. So we just created a schedule where Sabbath, Saturday, is a family day, and I do not train. Nobody has to ask me to be there. We've all agreed to it. And similarly, Sunday is a workout day. My husband, in turn, gets 7 a.m. Saturday for basketball and 4 p.m. Sunday for basketball. The second unverbalized fear is actually my physical safety, and this one burns the most SAUs. So I really try to be safe. I've learned to debrief any near misses with my training partner and not go over them at the family dinner table. And I signpost my safety behaviors and really hold myself to not texting on my bike and other craziness. Finally, I've learned to enroll the kids in what's possible for them. So they like to work out by lifting weights beside me. They like to dress my character on Zwift. Um, They love to do math. And so I tell them about my interval workouts and help them figure out how many laps I have to do at what pace. And then I go ahead and let them celebrate when I do well. Even though I may feel embarrassed, they enjoy saying, mommy won a pair of tennis shoes when she came in second at this race. And instead of being shy about that, I've learned to celebrate that as Team Shelley. The final pearl is that being truly present is the way for joy. So my book, Buddhism for Mother, says... Not to wish you were doing the dishes while you're playing with the children, and not to wish that you were playing with the children when doing the dishes. Hi, Michael. Uh, my name is David Whitaker. Um, I'm 30 years old, uh, currently living in Surrey in England um, with my wife and uh, two young kids, Isabella, who's two and a half, and Oliver, who's five months. Um, 
I'm a, a lawyer, so sometimes uh, finding the right balance between uh, training and uh, work and family can be quite difficult. Um, so I was happy to um, try and help contribute in any way I can to the episode that I think you're putting together, which um, will be really interesting and really useful to hear about other people's situations and hacks and uh, how they how they manage to balance everything. Um, personally, I got into triathlon about um, 18 months ago. Um, it started from sort of acquiring a road bike and um, just really getting into cycling. And then I was always quite a keen runner um, and then just bolted on the swimming and have been sort of really keen ever since. Um, I'm currently training for a race at the end of September um, called the Hever Castle Triathlon, which is an Olympic distance um, triathlon. Um, I'm actually using one of your plans, which is the intermediate um olympic distance plan so i'm currently training um somewhere between six and ten hours a week um i'm sort of aiming to go sub three hours or potentially even sub two hours 45 um during that race um in terms of the main challenges that i face in trying to balance um everything i think probably the most obvious one now is the fact that we still have a five month year old so sometimes sleep can be an issue and training when you're fatigued or uh sleep deprived is obviously particularly difficult i find on those days you just have to be flexible and if you have a particular workout prescribed for that day um, which might involve hard intervals or whatever um, sometimes you just have to switch that out for a, a lower intensity day um, and you just can't be too wedded to your plan I think flexibility is sort of key when it comes to to kids generally really obviously they can get ill or they've got appointments around which you've got to plan your training um, so all of that means you've got to be quite flexible in what you do when um, I've also you know my job can be quite demanding because the demands sort of go up and down um so some days you know you're finding the motivation to get up early to train particularly when um you've had a full day of work and meetings the day before and potentially working late into the evening um you know it can be quite difficult to find the time to speak to my wife as well um who's sitting here nodding emphatically at that um so yeah it can be quite difficult to fit everything in um i find in terms of um yeah managing it all um i think transparency and um visibility with respect to my wife is probably one of the the key um key hacks that i've learned over the last um few months is to make sure that she's aware of my training schedule and um what i'm planning to do when during the week so that we can work around that together and she can sort of work around that schedule is quite helpful and um sort of facilitates me getting everything done um another sort of key um hack that i've found is going on the turbo while i take so I, I take my daughter downstairs give her breakfast and stick on the cartoons and then i jump on my turbo for an hour um which seems to work quite well because that gives my wife a break and she can sleep in um while you know i'm still actually you know looking after my daughter sort of ostensibly at least and um you know i can get a good quality workout in at the same time um further 
things that I've done, I think, is trying to plan rides or runs um, to or from family days out. So if we go to a National Trust place or a... Um, you know, an attraction for the kids. I'll either run or cycle there if I can, so I can fit in a workout that way. Um, or similarly using, a uh, my commute as a run or a ride, um, can also be quite effective time management. Um, so those are the sort of things that I just wanted to mention. I don't think anything is particularly groundbreaking. Um, but hopefully that might be helpful and, um, you know, very, very interested to, to hear the episodes. Please keep up all the good work. I think um, the podcast is fantastic and um, I find it excellent. So well done. Thank you very much. Hello, I'm Luciana. I'm four years old doctor from Sao Paulo with husband and two children, 80 and nine years old. I've been practicing triathlon for five years and my favorite distance is Ironman. I've done 12 races in this distance, and this is the 50th consecutive year I'm going to Kona in the World Championship. Also, I'm a doctor, and I work 40, 40 hours a week. The fact that my husband is also a triathlete helps. As a long-distance training, my weekly volume is high, ranging from 16 to 25 hours over the course of the cycles. I train every day, usually at least two modalities. I prefer to train always early in the morning while the children are still sleeping. At this time, I do the cycling and running training. Many times during the week, I do indoor bike training to save time. I do swimming and strength training at the side of my hospital, so I gain time too. And I can train at lunch time. Sometimes I do the strength training at home with kids. It's really not easy to reconcile family, work, and training. It takes a lot of organization and logistics. But above all, be willing to give up some things. For example, I give up my lunch and I always eat something fast so I can train. I give up my time on TV, manicure, and other leisure activities. The nights are always dedicated to children, so I never do night training. Some tips that I think can help. I always leave everything prepared the day before. The clothes and training material, the snacks and food, and also the children's, children's things to school. So we save time in the morning routine, which is always short on time. Whenever possible, I try to include the children in the training routine, as in the strengthening training, in some light runs in the park when they can go, can go with me by bike, or for watching races. But most important is the lesson I give them of commitment, dedication, and values, which at the age they are already learning is something that goes for everything they want to do well in life. My name is Guy, and I'm 31, and I'm a musician and piano technician living in Pittsburgh, PA, here in the United States. I have a wife, a one-year-old daughter, and a dog and a cat and a house. This is my fourth season of racing now, and I've done Olympics and sprints, a couple of 70.3s, 
uh, running marathons, mountain bike races. And right now I'm focused on a 70.3 non-Ironman event uh, in the beginning of September. And I do plan to do a full Ironman in the future. I have been maintaining 10 to 15 hours of training per week pretty consistently since uh, December or so. The biggest challenges, aside from just finding the time, are sleep quality for me. Uh, we sleep with our baby in the bed, which is wonderful, but if she has a rough night, so do we all. Uh, but then again, getting up and going into another room to get the baby is probably more of an interruption, so there's a trade-off there. Uh, but also, I find it challenging to maintain a home, uh, the housework, mowing the lawn, weeding, all that kind of stuff when I'm trying to recover. Um, but I do have some strategies that I use to try to overcome some of these difficulties. Uh, I The number one thing for me is I try to involve the family as much as possible in my training and racing in a way that is enjoyable to them. So uh, one of the ways I'm doing this is I'm I am coaching my wife. She's my one client for uh, to her first sprint triathlon. It's the same weekend as my race. They're on two different days, so that works well. We can watch the baby um, tag team that. And now that she's training, I feel like she kind of understands the mindset a little bit more, even though her volume is much lower. Uh, so that, that helps with just understanding and in the context of our relationship. Um, but then some of my, I try to be creative with some big training days. I'm planning a point to point century next week, rather than doing a big loop and just being gone for half the day. Uh, I'm riding to a location that we both know and love and we'll, we'll meet there and then we can ride home together and it can be a family day. I'll just get up really early and do most of the, the riding while they're still sleeping. Um, when I have recovery runs, I always make sure that I'm doing something productive for the family. So the dog is with me and the baby is with me on recovery runs. I just slow way down um, and push the stroller. And that way the dog's getting his exercise, the baby's getting out, the wife's getting a break. Uh, when I have quality workouts on the track, I bring my wife and daughter and uh, during my warm-up, I'll push the stroller, and my wife will do some intervals that I've prescribed, and then they hang out and uh, sit on the side on a blanket and have a little picnic while I do my brutal, difficult uh, track intervals. And then we all go home together. And when I have strength training uh, as much as possible, I'll either try to squeeze it in during her naps or uh, if she's awake. I'll bring my daughter downstairs with me uh, where I have my kettlebells and my pull-up bars and, and yoga mat, and I'll scatter some toys on the floor and play with her in between sets because most of the time I'm not actually working and can can actually play with her. So it's kind of a fun, fun thing for both of us. Uh, and the biggest thing mindset-wise is just always remembering I'm doing this for fun. I, I enjoy it. I'm a competitive age grouper, but I'm an age grouper. I'm not an elite athlete. So if I have to sacrifice some of my recovery to be there for my family, it's well worth the trade-off. I get to do this. It's a really fulfilling aspect of my life. And if I don't achieve that last couple of percent of my potential, 
I can live with that. Uh, as far as sleep goes, I try not to sacrifice sleep, uh, although I do most of my training early in the morning. Um, we've been, since we had the baby, we have been going to bed a lot earlier than we used to. And um, I try as much as possible, we, we try to limit TV time because that I think is one of the biggest sleep eaters, uh, watching Netflix episode after episode. So uh, we try to read more often than not, and that ends up with us falling asleep early. Hi, I'm Stefan. I'm 39 years old and self-employed IT consultant living out of Stockholm, Sweden, with my wife and two kids aged two and a half and five. I've been training triathlon since 2017 and I just finished up my third season of racing. Um, I've completed four half distance races and one full distance race. I've done a few Olympic distances as well. Uh, my initial goal with triathlon was to challenge myself and things just escalated from there. Um, last year, my goal was to finish a full distance race. And this year, my goal was to qualify for the 2020 70.3 World Championships in uh, New Zealand. When I'm in season, I typically train around 8 to 12 hours, sometimes more, given how things are going with life. In terms of challenges, uh, getting enough quality recovery is quite hard when you have a cramped schedule. Uh, so it's something that I prioritize. Um, planning and scheduling all of aspects of my life is also always a huge challenge. Um, staying focused and committed for long periods of time. Um, then the biggest thing is actually dealing with randomness of life with kids. Um, avoid getting sick is a real challenge with two small kids in daycare. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult. I mean, this winter we had the whole family being out for seven weeks straight. Uh, so that's always a challenge. So, I, uh, big advice is uh, stay um, healthy and uh, clean, I guess. So mindset. Oh, this is a huge topic for me. It's uh, So mindset is key to me. I have various ways to get into the right headspace. Uh, that's how I perceive it. Uh, when it comes to mindset, I categorize it into long-term and short-term. Um, to me, they're interconnected. So I'll, I'll dig into this. So short term, I'll uh, try to remind myself of my, my set goals, try to stay present in the moment and enjoying whatever I'm doing. Um, if I'm having a specifically a tough day or not feeling it while I'm going into a workout, just waking up feeling trashed or just things are happening and like I had a really disturbing meeting at work or just people just, you know, knock you off your balance. Um, uh, then I'll remind myself that going into a workout, the hardest part is just getting started. And it's not uncommon that those days are the best workouts or the days that you will have. Um, if that doesn't work, I mean, just take it up uh, as uh, or write it up as something that will build character and that it can help you down the line. Uh, for long term, I've come to learn that I'll never get the job done unless I'm motivated and have a detailed, concrete plan to follow. So typically my process is to get in 
or my process to getting into the right headspace is just go by field during my off season to get my bearings on what I want to accomplish or do for the next season. Uh, once I get a clear internal picture of what I want to do or achieve, I'll start a conversation with my family to figure out if it's something that's actually doable. Uh, I think this is key. I mean, communication is key here with your family and making sure that everybody's on board, that you get the buy-in and 100% support. Um, after this, I'll typically just create a mind map for the next season where I'll just map out my uh, high-level goals, races, quantifiable goals, training periods, potential problems, challenges, and my key focus areas. And I use this as a sort of a framework um, to put use when I want to put myself in a specific mindset or just stay focused over a long period of time. It's just like a baseline for me uh, and keeping reminding myself of these things. I think it's very important to have an agile mindset when dealing with uh, family, work, and training. I mean, there's so many factors at play here that will there will be times when nothing really clicks or things are just not going your way. There will be so many things that we're going to put you on your spot. And to deal with this, I've learned to uh, approach training and my racing with a stoic mindset and quickly just accept whatever happens and adapt to whatever comes. Um, I think this is important because... Otherwise, you're going to get very frustrated. You're going to lose motivation. You're going to be a really hard person to deal with if you're a very sort of a, that type of person that like I think needs to click and it has to go my way. Um, so I think that helps uh, for me at least. On the topic of scheduling, um, I typically do most of my workouts in the morning. I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine doing uh, evening workouts um, in First of all, you're tired and uh, you have to wind down for the night and like, and you have kids that wake up usually early in the morning or in the middle of the night. So if you're on a late workout and they wake you up, you're, uh, you're trash for the next day or even next possible few days. Um, I'll do my swim out, swim workouts on my way to work. Uh, bike workouts that are less than two hours will most always be on the trainer. I'll do most of my run workouts as commutes. Um, the only exception to this is hard run workouts, so I'll, which I'll do around lunchtime or in the afternoon. Uh, uh, preparation, okay, this is a big topic and a very, this is very important because the time constraints is, is like you have a limited amount of time and things just need to click. So I spend a significant amount of time to just getting so much things done in advance before a workout. Um, so typically after my kids go down for the night, which is around 7 o'clock uh, at, at night, they usually sleep around 7, 7.15. Uh, so what that means is that once they're down, I'll uh, just start preparing for the next day's workout. This means packing training bags, preparing nutrition and meals for myself, my kids, setting up the breakfast table, putting out all of the clothes needed for the next day. For me and my family members, uh, setting up the bike or fill the bottles, pick out the right running shoes or the right gear for the next workout, etc. So the goal here is just to minimize the amount of things that cause friction to your daily flow and remove all decision making. So when I wake up, things are just prepared and I can just get on and uh, focus on getting the workout or whatever I need to be need to deal with. Just get it done. Um, for 
races, I plan months in advance. I mean, usually for Ironman racing, um, with your, when you have a family, th- there's so much logistics and things that needs to sort of fit in perfectly. So what I'll typically do is that I'll just think about a few races that I want to do. Then I'll discuss it with my family to see if that makes sense in terms of commitment and scheduling. Once we've figured that out, I'll uh, typically make all of the arrangements. Uh, and then uh, I'll, uh, coming up to a race, I'll always ensure that I have at least two days of vacation for any major race, like a 70.3 or a full distance. Um, I need at least one day for myself to do all of the last minute preparation. This means it's just me alone. Uh, kids are at daycare, wife is at work. I don't have to deal with randomness. I'm just going to focus on getting things done with, without having any stress. Um, uh, just go through all of the checklists, pack everything, and then just making everything ready and done for the next day, which is usually uh, a travel day. Uh, I call it my race prep day or, or race prep day or travel check-in day. So basically I'll travel to whatever location I'm going to be at, do my check-in, and then following that day, I'll have a full rest day where I'll just chill out and uh, get into the right mindset before the race next day. So hacks. Um, Try to remove as much impediments or time thieves as you can, if possible. I usually think it's worth throwing money or outsource a problem. So something that I've found or figured out is that it's quite hard to change your routines and habits while you're in season. It's like, you know, you're in the flow. You can't really mix things up. You can't do make big changes to your life or your lifestyle or habits or whatever. So um, I usually leave whatever things that I want to change for my off season. And what I typically do is that I will do a 30-day challenge for something new that I want to learn or a new like create new habits or routines, try out new things. I just want to challenge myself. So this is my approach to just sort of setting up a foundation or a baseline of habits and routines for a new season. And I think it's quite, uh, I think it's quite valuable. Uh, 30 days is, is not enough to establish a habit, but it's also, but it's good enough or long enough for you to get a feel for how you will respond and feel to some new thing or stimulus to your life. Um, and I've used this to sort of help me with uh, a lot of things that I struggle with. Uh, one thing is I'm not a morning person. Uh, so I spent maybe like four years ago when I started training, endurance training, is that oh, I figured out I need to do my workouts in the morning, right? Because I have kids and I have work. So I need to teach myself to get up in the morning. And that's hard. So I just spent 30 days just focusing on getting up early in the morning. And then once I got that in framework or just that habit, in place, I'll just build on top of it, uh, just adding workouts and stuff like that. Um, which is, uh, I think I've applied this uh, to many things that I've uh, used for racing or for training or for life in general. I think it's pretty cool. Um, so that's a cool thing to do. Um, I hope it helps. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Hi there, that triathlon show fans. I'm Lindsay McCord. I'm 43. I'm a sales rep working for Essity, which is a medical-based company based in Taupo, New Zealand. I'm married to a competitive age group triathlete, and I have a four-year-old boy and a 15-month-year-old daughter. What are my background and what are some of my goals coming up? I grew up 
doing many individual and team sports, mainly four to 800 metres on the track and short course uh, swimming, uh, specifically breaststroke, which really helped by living across the road from one of the uh, a 50 metre um, pool in my local town. In recent years, I've been heavily involved in multi-sport, which includes off-road running, downhill, um, downhill running, mountain biking, and down, down water, uh, down river kayaking, um, with um, half Ironmans, uh, marathons, and um, team Olympic distance and half Ironman uh, events. Love off-road running, especially through the forest um, and tracks down through Taupo here. And currently, my long-term focus is to qualify for the 2020 uh, 70.3 World Champs, um, which is a really big challenge because I've never actually done a full 70.3 race um, before. Uh, my week varies um, from time to time, depending on where I am work-wise and access to equipment. So therefore, being able to run um, gives me a really great flexibility. One of my key things that I love to do every morning is a 15 to 20 minute um, workout, which has a real strong focus on flexibility, um, core strength, glute strength, and muscle activation, um, where I use bands, body weight, and Swiss balls. And I range somewhere between 20 and 50 reps. Um, this is always accompanied with 750 to 1.5 litres of fluid, depending on the time of year a short black coffee or a Barocca. One of my key keynotes is I never miss this session because I'm always happy that I've done that session. I'll tick the box no matter what happens during the day. Predominantly, if, it, if it's something at the end of the day, it doesn't get done. Um, one key thing, and I think it's married in a lot of the um, articles in there, is consistency, um, is to really make sure that um, I stay out of any way of getting a flu or a cold or like, you can only do what you can do. Um, but if I feel like an illness or pressure coming on, always pull back completely on my intensity uh, to try and stop the anaerobic, bac anaerobic bacterial proliferation. A lot of the time I use a bacterial mouthwash or throat guard um, to help us as much as possible. What are my main challenges? Family, career. Um, the key thing is to for all the family to spend time together whilst achieving your personal goals and the chores around home. We live on quite a large lifestyle block. Um, how do we balance? Well, having clearly communicated your schedule with family and wife and what she needs to achieve and what you need to achieve is really important. Having strong um, creche, uh, friends and daycare system really helps this. Um, being able to utilise um, travel time um, either using a bike trailer um, on a mountain bike, a running stroller. And I think the key thing is to use your imagination as much as possible. Um, at the moment, I'm having to really balance being able to get the training in on the mountain bike with the bike trailer and my little boy wanting to ride his bike. He's getting up to 5 to 6K on riding the bike. So then now we can actually swap over where I can actually do quite a good run while he's on the bike on the bike or my um, infants in the buggy. One key, one key area is to make sure that you're well prepared with food, drink, nappies, wet weather clothes, blankets, um, which all can be held in the buggy, which is quite beneficial. 
all this in, all this extra weight obviously is increasing resistance and can contribute to really great strength work both on the bike and the run. Sometimes we do a swim and tag team. My wife drives to the pool earlier and we drive an hour later and then tag team so she then looks after the kids in the swimming pool while I do a 30 to 60 minute swim. This might happen one to two times a week. In summer it's a lot easier as we can just go down to the lake. But one of the hardest things to get in time-wise is our long rides. So sometimes in summer um, being able to leave at before 5am which you can still get a really good four to six hour ride and I normally do this on my mountain bike which also helps increase the rolling resistance and increases the time or decreases the time to fatigue um, which I definitely notice when I jump on the uh, road bike or TT bike. Key night, I really need to accept and be happy for whatever you can achieve as long as your family um, is along with you. Involving the family, they can watch, learn and replicate themselves in the future. Um, need to ride a bike and swim, be able to join in with other children and my little boy is really keen to do Iron Kids next year. So that's a great um, goal for him. My methodology to training is to be disciplined, always consistent, but be creative. Um, how do you make something work? Uh, what do you do should not affect what is planned tomorrow. And it's always a big picture, 365 days plus. Scheduling, my week scheduling, um, that can vary from the time of the year. At the moment, um, it is winter, so I'm just trying to get in um, as much as I can, really focusing on diet and getting uh, the my body weight down to, to a race weight without stressing the body too much. Um, many things, um, safety is a really important thing. Um, once again, that comes down to consistency, being able to reduce the risk of having um, injuries or getting unwell. Um, obviously allows you to keep moving forward, you know, 0.5 of a percent, 0.2 of a percent um, every day. Um, one one key thing when I go away, I always have um, take a pillow that I sleep well with. Obviously, sleep's really really important um, to that. Um, working with kids is is lots of fun, and there's lots of things that you can do. Um, just be prepared you know, that they're going to be asleep um, in, the, in the buggy, have snacks for them in the buggy, have entertainment for them in the buggy. Um, some days, you know, that might be my um, aerobic run and then in the afternoon it gives me a time when I can do a shorter um, threshold run. Um, know what works for you um, and having key goals and one to one to four times a year, like a favourite ride, favourite race, fun, absolutely. Um, obviously, be happy um, to say no training with mates or set out clear guidelines with your mates before a training session. Uh, sometimes you do three to 400 metre reps with your training buddy. You can also work well looking after the kids is just doing a full lap of the circuit is about 60 seconds or less, and that can give you a really good... Um, interval session whilst you can do your, your parenting in the re rest recovery time. Um, share goals with your partner and children, explore different places around the world and tag team with each other. 
um, can be a great way. Be safe, be seen, and enjoy your training. Thanks, that triathlon show. There you go. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. And as usual, you can find the show notes on thattriathlonshow.com where I'll also link to related episodes as well as in the episode description uh, to episodes, various episodes that I've done related to time management and these sorts of things. If you enjoy the podcast and uh, want to help it stay uh, active and sustainable for the long-term future, please help us grow and help spread the word. So tell a friend about the podcast, send uh, an email to your triathlon club, and uh, just do everything you can to to help the word get out about the podcast so that we can reach more and more listeners. And if you have an extra minute or two, then a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you can rate and review the podcast is really great. That's really what helps us grow the most. And uh, you can always, even if you are not an iPhone user, just download the desktop iTunes program to your PC and uh, create an account. It's free and then just... Uh, submit a review that's how i submit reviews for podcasts that i like because i'm not an iphone or apple user big thanks to our sponsors precision hydration that you can find on precisionhydration.com get a free hydration plan and try your first box or tube of electrolytes for free with the promo code that triathlon show all on word all caps and thank you to roca that you can find on roca.com get 20 percent off your entire order of wetsuits dry suits swim skins and high performance eyewear with the promo code TTS all caps. Thank you as always for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.